Man, I already messed up. Hello and welcome to episode 136 of the Nerd Out Loud podcast where we talk about the things that you nerd out about and we nerd out about and everybody nerds out about. Today is Labor Day. It's Monday. September the 5th, 2016, the year of our Lord, and I am Jeremy. I am joined by my illustrious, lovely, wonderful, shining, glowing beacon of hope, of love, of life, and enjoy my partner in crime (laughs) and in life and in love, Christina Wise. Hello. What's up, I would like to give a shout out to our troops for the reason why we celebrate Labor Day. Yes, for laboring (laughs) away all over the world to bring us the freedom that we can celebrate today. (laughs) And also, I actually know that it's not about troops. (laughs) Just uh, just hold your emails. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) How's it going, Christina? I'm okay. How are you, Jeremy? I'm all right. Yet again, it's been a while since Mm -hmm. we recorded. (laughs) As they say, you're not supposed to start every episode with that, <laughs> but here we are doing it again. But uh, we've been ruminating. We've been discussing. We've been pondering. We kind of brought it up on the last the last episode we had, talking about maybe some format changes or just kind of figuring out where we're going direction-wise, taking a pivot, as they say in the uh, entrepreneurial world, <laughs> taking a pivot. Um and I think rebranding. Uh, I guess we're ready to kind of hopefully get behind this thing with some new energy and, you know, see how long we can stick to the one week at a time <laughs> situation. Just like they say, just like they say, Christy, one week at a time. One week at a time. Yeah. yeah. A show, a show every week. Um, all right. So we'll get into that in a minute along with some other stuff. We have some stuff that we've been nerding out about. We have some follow up from people. Uh, got a voicemail and of course some space news it's been kind of a banner couple of weeks for space news but uh i'll try and keep it short and sweet if i can yeah let's do this let's uh let's do it let's just go right into some some follow-up the follow-up files Alrighty, this is Amy from Memphis, Tennessee, and I just, um, I'm listening to some of the old ones that I benched from last year because you guys haven't put out enough lately. No, I'm not going to pressure you anything. You had a couple of big things happening, but I'm just saying that all of the podcasts are still golden, even the second time around, but now I'm going to have to dig around and find episode number nine because it's continually referenced in episode 100. And, um, Thanks for another year of podcast. So it really makes me happy that y'all guys exist. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> so what what does that mean? What do you mean? What does what mean? D- do you want to put out? Do you want to put out the episode number episode nine? nine? Yeah. I think it's out there, isn't it? Didn't we put it? I don't remember. First of all, Amy, thank you for listening back to our old episodes. We apologize that we have not been super consistent putting out new ones. There's a lot going on. We're trying to figure out this house thing. We're, uh, my daughter's about to start kindergarten. Yeah. Kindergarten. 
kindergarten parents. Which I'm a little. I we were in a, a coffee shop today, mm-hmm. talking about it, and I just started crying for kind of no reason. <laughs> and Jeremy, I said to him, he needs to be strong, Brittany, right now because he can't let <laughs> Elysium cry. Yeah. Every I need time to be strong. Started. I need to be strong, Jeremy. I just or need Brittany. To be strong. I just need to be strong. <laughs> yeah. I need to try and internalize just those. Just be strong. A little bit. Until she wa- she turns away, then you can be a blubbering mess. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, First man. day of school is going to be pretty difficult. Ooh, for everybody involved, I think. Yeah, I think, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see. we'll see. I went to the first parent orientation. Or I guess you were there, too. There was like a parent <laughs> orientation meeting thing we went to. I, I was expecting it to be a little bit more of a crazy town. I was going to say... Uh, I was going to say shit show, but then for some reason, I, it felt too early in the show for okay. me to start swearing, but then I couldn't come up with a better word. Anyway, I thought it was going to be a little crazy. It re- it really wasn't too bad. Right? No. I mean, no. yeah. Anyway. Um, it gave me a lot of anxiety. Yeah? It felt like, I mean, I guess there it did feel like there was a lot of meetings and a lot of dates that were being thrown out and things that it kind of felt like maybe they were the norm, like everybody knows like about everyone knows what's going on but us it that's how i feel a little bit of that's how i think we kind of felt going into preschool too though well also the the school that she's in is heavily um heavily focused on parent interaction yeah that's how they kind of are able to do everything that the school can offer which is it's an amazing school so there was a lot of hey, we can volunteer here and there and we need as many people and kids have to bring two snacks per day. I I don't remember getting two snacks a day Yeah. in kindergarten. There's a lot. There, there's I feel like lot. there's a lot of moving pieces there's and it lot. does make me feel like uh, similar to when she was going into preschool, actually, like somehow all of the other parents, it's like there's other meetings that they've gone to yeah, where they they're all like know up what to, to speed on everything they're... and everybody knows what's going on and then somehow... We're just kind of walking in blind. Well, which could be because at this school, um, d- uh, it's preferences given to siblings. So yeah. a lot of these people already have kids that are there. So they've been through this routine and this is all brand new to us. Walking in blind. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so Amy. Yeah. Thanks for calling. <laughs> thanks for calling, Amy. And thanks for uh, sticking with us through this little lull in episodes. Hopefully we're back. I'm feeling good about it this time. Feeling good about being back on the back on the wagon, uh, podcasting wise, <laughs> as they as they say. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. Thank you for listening. And you know, you can go back and listen to our old episodes if you want. There's, I had somebody that I was talking to about the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they were like, "Oh, what are your what are your two favorite episodes?" And I I went back and like all of my the favorite episodes that I could mm-hmm. come up with were like. 40 episodes ago (laughs) oh no what does that mean (laughs) it kind of made me wonder where have we gone astray (laughs) but i don't know so yeah apparently there's an episode there's an episode nine that may or may not i don't believe it's in the feed but if you guys want episode nine i can find it or i guess find amy on twitter (laughs) she (laughs) she tweets us all the time at uh nerd out loud pod find amy and maybe she can hook you up with the episode it's um she says it's not as rough as I remember it. It's one that I think we pulled out of the feed because it was back in my days when it was I liked bad. to partake in some alcohol. And uh, it did Didn't not... Didn't you have like a rant too? Probably. 
probably. Mm. I don't remember. I remember being embarrassed enough about it that I pulled it out of the feed, which is really saying something. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so yeah. Um, thanks for sticking around, Amy. Um, besides that, the only other kind of piece of follow-up that I had was something we talked a little bit about on last week's show. We talked or last week's, the last episode we put out. I talked a little bit about um, house hunting and some of the challenges that we faced with that. And I think maybe we're going to get into it in a little bit. But um, I just wanted to clarify, uh, in case I didn't sound grateful, uh, we have certainly, I think because of the price range that we're looking in and because of the area that we're looking in, uh, we've seen some really, we could call them unique properties. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to sound super negative about it. I mean, uh, I guess I just wanted to clarify that, as I've told many people lately, five years ago, um, I was living in basically a janitor closet. Not basically. I think it was an old janitor (laughs) closet uh, in the basement of a church with one window that was, you know, four feet or four inches wide. And my room was so small that I lived in um, that I had a futon that I slept on because I was a baller like that. (laughs) I had a futon that I slept on and the futon uh, couldn't open up all the way because the room wasn't wide enough. So the fact that I'm even in a place in my life today (laughs) where I can be (laughs) complaining about looking for a house is a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> so I just wanted to put that. I out wouldn't there, say I miracle. Lest miracle makes sounded... it seem like you just woke up and something changed. Yeah. You, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. I hate when people say it's a miracle. Oh, well, because I mean, that makes it seem like it's a divine intervention and it wasn't like you working. Yeah. For years to make yourself better. And there was a place. lot of work involved. There's a lot of things that had to happen. Um, yeah. I won't bore you guys with the details. Nor would it probably be appropriate. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, I just really hate when people dismiss it as God did something. I understand. Okay. I just didn't Don't get me come worked across, up about it. I didn't want to come across as being overly negative about the house thing. That's all that okay. I was trying to convey. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so, Christy, let's do this now. Okay. Let's talk about here's this is going to be a segment where we talk about the new format of the show. Okay. And we're going to do it every week because every week we're going to change the format. Oh. And that's the new format. I like it. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no. Wasn't there a podcast that did that? Oh, probably. There's a okay. podcast that's done everything, <laughs> <laughs> including including exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Um, we kind of touched on this a little bit last week, but I think, you know, when we started this podcast three years ago. Was it? Has it been three years? Uh, more than three years, I think. Okay. Anyway, when we started this podcast, we didn't really have any idea what we were doing. Um, and certainly aren't experts now, but maybe know a little bit more than we did when we started. I think it's safe to say. We figured out a lot of stuff that's worked, a lot of stuff that hasn't worked. Evidently, putting out a show every week is something that doesn't work <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, no, we're going to continue to do that. But one of the things that I think that I've kind of figured out, and it's funny because when we started, I was very anti having a format and very anti having a structure. And then we kind of have slowly eased our way into it. But one of the things that I always tell people now, like when people come to me and say they want to start a podcast or whatever, because I love helping people start podcasts. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always tell them is to come across with a really clear, concise thing that's that's going to be your thing that you talk about, like your niche, whether it's one topic or one format or one kind of thing that you do that you stick to that's consistent. People know what to expect. 
because people like consistency. And that's something that we haven't done a super good job of. I think that we've been slowly getting there and we've been kind of working that way. But I we're going to try and get a little more we're going to get a little more structured about it, I guess. We're going to be structured with our unstructuredness. So we've introduced over the last few years, we've introduced, or probably over the last year or so, we've introduced a number of segments. We have Rad Space News, probably everybody's favorite segment. Yeah, for sure. We've had Am I a Jerk? Um, We have Christy's uh, world-renowned drone strike segment, Mm -hmm. where she lashes out against (laughs) things in the world that cause her to burn with hatred. (laughs) The white-hot heat and rage of a thousand suns. We've had all these great segments, and we're going to continue those segments. None of them are going away. But the kind of the core of this show, the whole idea was that it was, you know, I, we were going to talk to people about the stuff that they nerd out about and also talk about the stuff that we nerd out about. So what I'm hoping to do or what I'm planning to do is kind of bring some structure to that, right? And so we're going to have a couple different ways it could go. We'll have like the the kind of longer form interview shows that we've had before where we get somebody on the phone and – we, you know, chat with them about kind of one thing. The, one of the favorite episodes that I actually recommended to this person that I was talking to about Nerd Out Loud was mm-hmm. the B episode. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, the beekeeper I'll, I'll one. Put a show, mm-hmm. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It was one of my favorites. We talked to a dude that was a beekeeper, asked him tons of questions. Um, I love talking to people about the stuff that they're passionate about, and I hope to continue doing that. So we'll have kind of those long-form shows, we'll call them. Or I'm thinking of calling them the deep dive episodes. Oh, okay. So it'll be easy to spot those because it'll say, you know, Nerd Out Loud episode, whatever, 135, deep dive, uh, bees or whatever. So you know what to expect. You can look at the title and you know, oh, they're going to interview somebody and talk about bees in this podcast. The other format that we'll do when we don't have somebody on or maybe when we do have somebody on but they don't have one thing that they want to talk about is we'll, we're, we're, we're going to call it the round robin. Right. Where we just we'll just go kind of back and forth. We'll take some turns. I'll bring up something that I'm nerding out about that week. You bring up something that you're nerding out about. We'll go back and forth. I'm thinking like one to three things each play a little um, a little racquetball, you know, hit it back and forth. Volley. Racquetball was probably a bad example. (laughs) Ping pong. Ping pong would work. Yeah. Ping pong would be better. Tennis. Tennis. Have a little volley. We'll hit the ball back and forth as it were. Are you wearing a bikini? We'll nerd about. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And, you know, just to clarify, and I think that we've always kind of stuck to this, but just to make it clear, it's not just like traditional nerdy stuff. It could be. I mean, we get into some science talk Mm -hmm. here and whatnot, but uh, it could be anything, right? A TV show that you're super into, a song, a band that you really like, something like that. Okay. Does that sound good to you? That sounds great. Does that sound good to you, listener? cupping my ear right now (laughs) maybe we could even have a listener write in and say what theirs is here's my thought with this chrissy and i'm so Mm -hmm. glad that you brought that up is that this also creates a uh it creates a situation where it makes it really easy for our listeners to get involved if they want to Mm -hmm. we could have the listener could be the silent you know third person whether they actually come on the show or they just write in or call in or email us or whatever if they have some have something that they think we should be putting out there for everybody else to know about, you know, like what is it that you're obsessed with that week? Is it a, a I like an it. app? Is it a a TV show? Is it whatever a news story? 
we want to hear we want to hear about it. So give us a call and let us know or whatever. Hopefully, it'll give us a chance to uh, get engaged with some of our lovely listeners out there. Yeah, I like it. Does that sound good to mm-hmm. you? Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. Now we're gonna have to come up with a cool, um, like a volleyball sounder to play at the top oh. of the of the round robin. Not the, Jackson Five's Rock and Robin. The nerd out like. What what could we call it? The nerd out sound off. The sound off nerd off. The (laughs) come on, work with me here, Christy. I I have no. Give me some ideas. No ideas. Let's do some brainstorming. There's no bad ideas. Toss some out there. The volley. The nerd ball. The volley. I don't like volley as any part of it. Round the nerd robin. No, don't the, like that either. I'm the opposite of the brainstorming. Mine is to criticize every idea. <laughs> okay. All right. So in your case, there is bad ideas. Yes. And it's, only and it's bad ideas. It's only bad <laughs> ideas. Okay. All right. Well, uh, well, Christy, I guess, I guess I'll start off. Okay. I'll start off. Here's what I've been nerding out about this week. Pretty, pretty severely, actually, uh, is LaCroix. So LaCroix much sparkling se- severely water. that we actually got into a fight about it. A fight? Yes. Do tell. When you were getting very upset about Fresca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We started okay. yelling. All right. Not yelling in like a mean way, but yelling passionately. Yeah. And then I just like shut down because like I I don't like either of them. And so it was ridiculous for me to even talk about it anymore. Have you had a lot of LaCroix? I've tried it multiple times and hate okay. it. So LaCroix is a sparkling water, for those of you that don't know. Uh, it comes in a can. There's a, a bunch of flavors. I looked it up. I think there's like 20. It comes in I 20 flavors. I honestly don't really care for carbonated beverages I'm that much. So it's, here, I'm not the ideal market. I used to actually, um, I follow this comedian on Twitter named Joe Mandy. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know how to pronounce his name, but he uh, declared himself to be the spokesperson of LaCroix. I remember this. You thought it was so funny. And it was hilarious. Wasn't he, he was he always talking guy? about it. No, I don't oh. think so. He was always talking about it. He was talking about how he was the official spokesperson of LaCroix. Uh, at one point, he said some political stuff that got picked up by like Breitbart Magazine or the the blog, you know, the mm-hmm. terrible yeah. blog. And... Um, everybody started, all of those people went and found him on Twitter and saw that he listed himself as the official spokesperson of LaCroix, mm-hmm. uh, in his Twitter bio. And then they started going after LaCroix to the point where LaCroix actually had to send him a cease and desist order. Yeah, I remember this. So then he went on a big thing talking about how he is a LaCroix boy no more. <laughs> he's anti-LaCroix yeah. now. Uh, so I'm, maybe I'm behind the... I'm behind the curve on this because apparently I think LaCroix has been something that's been pretty popular with other people for a while, but mm-hmm. I've just recently got it. I mean, I have, we have the soda stream machine, so I kind of, that's like a DIY LaCroix situation. So when did you get into it? When I started getting it for work? I don't know. I mean, so we met a lady at your, we met a lady <laughs> at your holiday party. She's a listener. That, oh, is this safe yeah. to say? Okay. Yeah. That she like walked into the holiday party at your work and like pulled a can out of her yeah. purse like beyonce she keeps one in her uh, purse at all times she loves it yeah beyonce has hot, hot sauce, sauce in her bag and uh your coworker has uh lacroix lacroix mm-hmm. sparkling right. water she's in ready her bag. so uh 
you know, I think it was already on my radar because of the whole Twitter thing that I had kind of Or is it when I with. told you that that iOS developer says that millennials love LaCroix? Oh, no. Because <laughs> we used to get Talking Rain, and then one day they were out of it, and so I got yeah. LaCroix, and he's like, the millennials love this the best. And so that kind of made thing. me hate it because it costs more. <laughs> it tastes the exact same. Yeah. I, now, and let me clarify, I'm not, I'm not married to the brand. I just like the whole, con- the, the concept of like a sparkling beverage. But here's the thing that's interesting is that I used to be very anti these types of sparkling beverages because they're not really strongly flavored. It's like sparkling water, but it's just got a little hint of flavor. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different flavors. They all taste the same. At least in my book, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Just like how every Skittle flavor tastes the same. And I used to like rail against these things because I was like, no, give me a flavor. Give me a, a full, mm-hmm. strong flavor. I want to taste the whole thing. Not a little, none of this like, like shit or get off the pot. Like, give me a flavor or give me water. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. It should be a, like a slogan for yeah. something. I feel like. I think some like old politician, like, back in colonial days said that give me fl- a flavor or yeah. give me right. okay or give me water right um so i used to be very anti it now i'm all about it uh mm-hmm. i'm not exactly sure why maybe it's because it's i get the experience of drinking soda without actually you can't even drink diet soda i mean you can't drink regular soda now without people making you feel bad about it and then you diet soda it's you used to be bad. able to do that because it was diet, so you're like, yeah, I'm not putting sugar in my body. But, but it's now full of sodium. Everybody comes after you about even the diet soda. Like, that's going to put holes in your brain and give you cancer or whatever. So it kind of gives you that, like, the physical sensation of, I mean, you're, it's carbonated. It's got a little flavor. Anyway, but where we I'm, came, I'm into it. Where we came to blows on it, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. is that... Um, you know, I famously listened to another podcast called TBTL. I famously listened to another podcast. Infamously? I don't know. No, I love that you said that. Okay. Yeah, no, very uh, humble of you. <laughs> I famously partake well, in a little Well, I'm famous on this show. show everybody knows. Too Beautiful to Live. TBTL. I mean, we got engaged mm-hmm. on the show. So, I mean, yeah. come on. So, I listened to it and the host is, is uh, really into Fresca. Fresca and the flavored Fresca. This is a new thing, though. They're newly into Fresca. Right. But here's what bothered me about it. Here's what bothered me about it is this show that you're famously into called (laughs) TBTL has a very rabid fan base. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would call it like a miniature version of Howard Stern kind of. The people that are into the show are very into the show. There's a whole history. There's a whole thing, like a whole, um, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Like a storied past. Okay. A mythology. Okay. Mythology? Is that the right term? I don't know. Anyway, there's a whole background to this thing, and people that are into it are into it, which Mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that you, I mean, you have a podcast about this podcast that just kind of talks about that whole mythology Mm -hmm. and the whole background. The word that I'm thinking of, I'm going to get really upset when I think of it. (laughs) um, So all of a sudden, to me anyway, this Fresca thing is a new obsession with the hosts, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody all of a sudden has now decided that they're all about Fresca. We went to a, an event for this show of yours. This show of yours. Mm-hmm. We went to a TBTL event last week, and people, everybody was talking about Fresca. People brought Fresca. Well, because I think it's new to have different flavors of Fresca. I don't think so. I think there's oh, really? always been flavored okay. Fresca. I don't know. I just Fresca's been around forever. It's like a... 
I mean, my my experience with Fresca is it's something that my my grandma drank, mm-hmm. like way I don't know however long ago she was alive. I was a young child. Fresca's been around forever, but all the what bothers me is that everybody all of a sudden thinks it's a thing, like it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. Like they're not actually into Fresca. All the fans of the show, they're not into it because they like the flavor of it. They're or just maybe blindlessly they were. following. Maybe they were just silently, and they're like, "Oh, he's into it. I'm into it." So much like Donald Trump, the hosts of TBTL are giving a voice to a no. group of people. That maybe felt like they didn't have a voice before. They're putting out the Ooh. Fresca dog whistle <laughs> that's letting them oh my stand up and they're. Uh, see, I can't talk to you about this anymore. <laughs> Is it just because if you were really into a show, if the Reply All guys came out and are like, we're like super into LaCroix, you'd be like, me too. Yeah. Yeah. They probably and are. They probably are because yeah. they're fucking hipster millennials. So, of course, they are. So. If they did that, you'd be like, "Oh, that's awesome!" I don't, there was no need to attack them. That was I like them. Sorry, okay. I'm just saying that let people drink what they want to drink. <laughs> you really think that it just bothers pe- people's intentions seem off? Is all I'm saying. You don't know what they drank before. Yeah. I would like people. If I anyone that listens I've... to it and liked it and drank it at the show at the at the live event, please tell me if you liked Fresca. Before. I know. I know that I've been to multiple. TBTL events and Fresca has never been a thing until now. And there's nothing unique or special about when have it. We, it's just a flavor. When have we gone to somewhere where you got to bring your own drinks? Well, to the picnic. Yeah, but you, we, no one brought drinks ever. I've never. Been there. Well, no one. And, and now all of a sudden people did and they're bringing Fresca. Everybody's ready. All I'm saying is there's nothing special about it. Fresca isn't a unique or new thing, it's just a sweet, sparkling drink. Like, that's all. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's all it's okay though. I mean, hey. Whatever. If it makes him happy, it makes him happy. That's all I'm saying. So, LaCroix, guys. You're, check it out. It's 20 flavors. Check it out grocery store. I prefer per, uh, per, wow. I prefer to get um the whatever's on sale. That's my favorite flavor. So sometimes that's a LaCroix brand, sometimes it's a knockoff brand. But so I guess it's maybe not LaCroix as much as just I enjoy a sparkling, lightly flavored beverage. Cool. All right. All right. So, uh, Christy, sending yes. that ping pong back to you. What do you got? What do you got, girl? <laughs> Besides being really annoyed with you right now. Are um, you annoyed about because, the Fresca thing still? Yes. That's so dumb. Like, okay. I just can't. Can't. Okay. So. Hey, water on the bridge. <laughs> water on Forgive the bridge? Forgive and forget. <laughs> Move on. It's behind us now. Okay. So, I am going to talk about. House Hunters, I guess. Yeah. You guess? I guess. Okay. That's me. Okay. So (laughs) an update since we talked to you last Mm. is we were uh, thankfully approved for a little bit more money, which pushed us up to a bracket that's very, very different. Randomly. (laughs) Okay. So here's the situation with this. This just adds to my level of not understanding. Like (laughs) we went in, we talked to a, a loan person we i first i went in by myself because you already own a house and we thought maybe if we tried to do it together your thing would show up negatively and it wouldn't be good so then i went in by myself quickly realized i could afford on my own uh maybe a small shed 
like mm-hmm. 40 to 50 miles away in the mm-hmm. beautiful Bay City of Bellingham, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it wasn't going to be a very likely thing for me to do it on my own. So we went in together. We I we gave them all of our stuff, tax returns, uh, pay stubs. Pay I mean, everything. We talked through with these people how much we make, what our situation is, all this kind of stuff. And they said, you can afford a house that costs this much. That's That's what you can afford. So we go looking at that as our maximum. Uh, and we have looked at probably about 30 houses, mm-hmm. lots of r- really scary ones. We talked about some of them last time, mm-hmm. uh, guns sitting out in the open, drug paraphernalia, swords, <laughs> gallons uh, and gallons of in liquor the, in the garb in the yeah. garage, but <laughs> toilets with no sink. What's sad is all 30 of these houses have been sold. Yeah. It's terrifying. That's, that's crazy. I mean, the good and news. Some of them. I mean, we've put offers on two. Yeah. That didn't go through. We lost out to people paying in cash for these houses that we were basically settling for. Yeah. And they people were paying cash and waiving the inspection. And one, we could just tell the roof was shot, the subflooring was shot, and there was black mold the in the attic. The house was leaning to one direction. Yeah, like there everything was, some structural was bad. Situation in the bottom. It needed. Yeah. I mean, it probably needed. $20,000 worth of work not even not even touching the cosmetic stuff. Right. Just talking about the way it looks. Yeah. Anyway. And so, that was someone paid cash. Yeah. No inspection for that. So we kind of randomly all of a sudden the guy that was working with us on the loan was just like, oh hey just kidding. You're actually approved for way more than you can actually mm-hmm. afford to pay the monthly payment for. So we kind of found the happy medium in there, mm-hmm. like maybe what's more than where we've been looking, but maybe less than the maximum amount we're going to get. We could mm-hmm. potentially get approved for, which is scary, by the way, that theoretically we could get approved to get in a 30 year mortgage where we're having to pay something yeah. we can't afford. But that's a different situation. Uh, so we tacked on like basically another $10,000 onto the total amount of the house that we could afford. And it it was like, like a whole new level right so jeremy was gone last weekend and i went out two days with our realtor one from for five hours from five until 10 30 at night um give or take and then the next day from on friday from 12 until like six yeah and we saw some shit like (laughs) so (laughs) one of the houses was um a flip house so he said just so you know these are investors, so it's going to look very fancy when you go in. And just don't, you know, you're going to have to look past this. And it was. It was very sparkly on the outside. But the weirdness is they had spent, I would say they conservatively put twenty to $30,000 into this house mm-hmm. to get it to that shape. But they didn't put in shower rods or curtain or the clo- rods in the closet or... I mean, just like basic handles. Some like finishing yeah. touches. And what he told, he was like, this is really weird. Also, the bedrooms were half the size of ours now. It was really, really weird. Could you open up a futon? Oh, one, no, you couldn't have. <laughs> wow. It was really okay. weird. And um, so he actually told the selling, they, they always call back like, hey, saw you went into the house. And he gave that feedback like. Hey, you put all this money into it. It looks really great. But, you know, what What about like a shower <laughs> rod? And the lady just didn't answer. Yeah. 
was just like, no, didn't say anything. Okay, so then we have this other one called the grandma house. I'm just highlighting three. Um, The grandma house where you walk in and it looks like every grandma house you've ever seen before. Mm. It was a two-bedroom, but it had a giant mother-in-law house in the back. So we were like, oh, let's go look at it. Yeah. Um, And the bedroom just was covered head to toe in multiple different kinds of wallpaper, flowered wallpaper. Like there was a, a ceiling trim, whatever that one's called, regular wallpaper, a chair wall of wallpaper, and then like down at the bottom. And then you walked through the tiny little kitchen and then you go through the other bedroom and that's how you access that back of the house so the only way to get outside would be to walk through the bedroom it was so weird (laughs) and then the mother-in-law house was really nice it was actually bigger and newer looking inside of it than than it was there but i just looked at it and said uh one of our moms is going to want to live in here this is out (laughs) that's a hard pass (laughs) yeah hard pass um and then the last is what i call the jesus house Mm. so from the front it looks good it actually definitely was the same exact builder and the exact house plans of listener Jen. I just walked in. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what's in here. I know what's here. It's her exact house. And I really liked it. Um, but they did some weird things before I even get to the Jesus part where they had replaced all the carpet in the hallways, but not the bedrooms. So the bedrooms carpet were shot and almost black in how dirty they were. And then the main carpet was very pristine and brand new and we go outside and there is a giant gazebo in the back Mm -hmm. taking Mm -hmm. up most of the yard and i thought well i need them to take that with them because it's it's pretty giant and horrendous gazebo no not even a little bit and we go in and i was like why why are there so many plugs like there's a giant outlet with like 16 plugs going into it coming from the gazebo and i go in and there's literally a shrine to jesus in there with spotlights yeah on it and then all these other plugins light up different spotlights from the yard shining onto the gazebo yeah and then there was kind of this janky um fish pond that the water was black that's great and we were scared there was actually fish in there why would you be scared you just got to watch out for dead. raccoons. Because they were dead. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, so Jesus gazebo. Yeah. I really liked that one because of the neighborhood. Because, uh, well, it was it would have been good for you and good for Ellie, but terrible for me. All the kids were out playing. That's really fun. I really liked that idea. Mm-hmm. A couple of the neighbors came over and talked about how great it is, and all the kids walked to school together. But all the neighbors know each other and we're standing in the front yard talking and that would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> you would yeah. love it. I could see you just be like, <laughs> I could text you like, where are you? Because you're two hours late or whatever yeah. coming home from work. I drove by and then <laughs> Sharon was out in her front yard again. So I just went to the coffee shop oh, and I've been here you... for two hours exactly. waiting for her to go back in. Or staying in the house. You just like not actively. leaving. You'd be yeah. scared to leave. Oh. That's exactly what it would be like. Yeah. No. Well, we'll find the right place. Yeah. Someday. Somehow. It feels like never. <laughs> It's a, you know, like we said last time. It's like a full-time job. It's a terrible time to be looking for a house. Yes. Uh, 
in a terrible area to be looking for a house uh, with, you know, not a lot of buying power. We don't, we're in a situation, we're in a very highly competitive market where there's multiple offers and lots of people wanting to escalate and have you pay more than asking and all this kind of stuff. And we're just not in a spot financially where a lot of those kind of things are super realistic or reasonable for us. (laughs) So, and we can't risk like waiving an inspection because, you know, if we bought a house and then Mm -hmm. found out, you know, two weeks later that the foundation was falling down and the house was listing to starboard we would be a would be hosed yeah yeah and i can't believe that people are just (laughs) are paying that for these houses i mean seriously oh there were two actually that i looked at without you that the pictures looked amazing inside the house amazing yeah and way way listed below what it could have got and um it's because the driveway was almost a 90 degree angle. Yeah. It was insane. Like our realtor said, in the winter, you can't leave your house and there's nothing you can do about I feel it. Like you would like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to get to work. Yeah. But also, he's like, if you park on this dri- in this driveway, your transmission will go out and your brakes will go out. <laughs> like you could just have to race up and park in there. Like, and there's no street parking. So people would have to park on that incline. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we went to that one and I really liked it. But I said, I, I can't get past that. That drive. I mean, I could just see the first time Ellie tries to go down, she would fall, mm-hmm. roll down that giant hill. And the second time we pulled up and I was like, why is this one so cheap? It looks, the pictures look great. And we pulled up and I saw it and I was like, I, I don't, I don't even this, want to. The, the- this is how we know that we're in such a bad spot is that when we walk up to a house that looks normal initially, <laughs> we're like, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go what's inside happening? and there's going to be a dead body somewhere yeah. or like well, no, we did no see, drywall. <laughs> yeah, we did see. Uh, well, I did. Um, and maybe we can post a picture. One house had a um, what is it called? Taxidermy. Oh, yeah. Taxidermy beaver. Set up yeah, in its natural habitat with spotlights. You guys on it. were texting me pictures of yeah. it. You and the realtor actually both separately texted me <laughs> pictures of it. Yeah, and the spotlight that shined down on it I, was um, amazing. I really like. I'm so. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna be sad about when this whole process is done, um, besides just getting to see so many weird houses, mm-hmm. is. Um, I'm gonna miss our realtor. I really I like our realtor. Me too. I think maybe we'll have to try and get him on the show. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. We told him that one of the things we're looking for is a little extra room to do some recording and set up some permanent microphones to make this all a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. And, um, and and so he started asking, Oh, you guys in a band? I was like, Oh, no, (laughs) we are not cool enough to be in a band. Uh, so we were talking about the podcast thing. And one of the times that we went out, he was actually like listening to the podcast while he was out driving. Oh, no. Luckily, I don't think he knows how to subscribe. Um, <laughs> so I think we're safe there, but, uh, but maybe, maybe we can get them to come on once this is all, uh, if anyone wants a realtor in this. the Seattle area, for real, this guy is yeah. a, a, a hustler, man. He's been working really hard for us because considering our kind of unique situation too, he's been working with us, which is awesome. So, um, all right. All right, Chrissy. I got, I got one last thing. Okay. You want to, uh, hit that ball back over here? Oh no. Oh, got it. Got it. Got the ball. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm very excited about? What? I'm very excited about football season starting up again. Yeah. But 
here's something that makes me even more excited about it. All of this business with Colin Kaepernick. I've been kind of nerding out about this for the last week or so. Okay. Tell me why. I Okay. So we something you and I have talked about at length uh, it, over previous episodes is the whole NFL thing and how it's harder and harder to be a fan of the NFL yeah. between the like terrible domestic violence problems amongst the athletes to, uh, you know, putting these athletes at risk and then uh, suppressing medical studies or research that could potentially help them uh, just or pumping them full of um, painkillers and steroids, but then saying medical marijuana is out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's getting more and more difficult. All of this situation with Colin Kaepernick, one of the uh, players for the San Francisco 49ers uh, has started sitting out the national anthem sitting down. Now he Mm -hmm. takes a knee during the national anthem since then one of his other uh, co players teammates. Wow. It's been a little rusty here. Uh, One of his teammates has also done it. One of the Seahawks did it during a preseason game. There was a soccer player, uh, a women's soccer player that, uh, that did it recently as well. Mm -hmm. I just, I I mean, it's giving me a little kind of bastion of hope (laughs) in the midst of, the dark place that has been the NFL. Uh, I'm excited about football starting up back again because I do love watching football. But um, I don't know. I mean, Colin Kaepernick has not been somebody that I've been a fan of as an athlete. Uh, you know, he was a really good quarterback for like a year <laughs> or <laughs> the team was decent. And then all of a sudden uh, the wheels kind of came off down there in San Francisco. But um, I, I, you know, say what you will about his athleticism i'm i'm so excited that not only is he taking a stand but he's sticking to his guns yeah i mean in the midst of in the midst of a culture i mean the nfl is very militaristic i mean there is there's (laughs) during the at the opening of the super bowl i was just watching the opening of the super bowl where the seahawks beat the um the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And w- before the game started, there was a bunch of Apache attack helicopters that flew over the top. There <laughs> is, they, you know, they uh, sometimes have an American flag that's almost as big as the entire field that they bring out into the field at, at Safeco. It's a very kind of raw, raw American patriotic, whatever mm-hmm. situation where doing something like sitting out during the national, during the national anthem is something that's not going to go over well. And knowing that, he decided to do it anyway. And then in the face of this massive backlash has continued standing up. And like, just that alone is mm-hmm. honestly hugely inspiring. Like the fact that he's standing, sticking to his guns, sticking with it. I just, I really, I have a lot of respect for that. Like, I, I think it's awesome. It's I inspiring. Agree. I hate that it's him that started it, but, I but I completely agree. And I hope that this becomes a thing. I mean, if, if enough people start doing it and mm-hmm. it gets a momentum, you know, that uh, he's already made a difference and it has can, you know, has kind of taken mm-hmm. a stand and I appreciate that, but it could really gain some momentum and it will also, the more people do it, the more difficult it will be to really single them out and start picking on them. You know, right. I thought for sure that after he got all the backlash, Somebody was going to, he was going to get, get up and make some half-ass apology or whatever. I'm glad he didn't. I'm so glad he didn't. So yeah. anyway, I'm uh, I'm into it. Well, and I'm sure we don't have people that listen to this that feel that way. But if, we might. if you honestly think that 
our country needs to stand on just a song or yeah. a pledge, then you've like misunderstood the history and <laughs> yeah. everything that it stands well, for. Well, I mean, even if you disagree with the stand that he's taking, you should at least identify with the fact that he has the right to take that stand. I know, but people don't think that. they, they Over and over, they keep saying, then leave. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, I dig it. I'm interested to see where that all goes. Yeah. Well, Christy, that was our first round robin. I like it. Nerd out round. I don't know loud. if I like round, red round robin. loud nerd robin. Maybe like he said, <laughs> she said. Seeing words now. Nerd edition. Yeah, something. We'll have yeah. to do something that signifies like tossing something back and forth. Tossing like the salad. Table. We both like salad. Tossing the salad. Okay, we'll call it tossing the salad. Yeah, nerd out loud tosses your salad. <laughs> okay, it's perfect. So maybe we can get a guest on. Remember when on. I didn't know what that meant and I Googled it? Maybe we can get a guest on and we. They the can toss us, our salad. We can toss the salad okay. together, all three of us. Okay. All right. There has to be like, uh, there has to be like videos about that. There's got to be some salad. Yeah, so everyone should, everyone should Google tossing uh, guest salad or something. I don't know. Jesus we'll Christ. Okay. Don't uh, cut this out. I feel like you're going to cut that out. <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> Just don't cut One it out. One way that you could prevent me cutting it out is by bringing it up later. I will. I'm going to. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, okay. Christy, let's, let's do this. Let's wrap up with our critically acclaimed segment. This Week in Rad Space News. T-minus three minutes and counting. Five, four, three, two. I have some Rad Space News. Go. Are you shocked? Tell me. Okay. I want to hear it. Okay. Today, um, let's see. The International Astronomical Union Minor Planet Center, or the IAU, renamed asteroid 17473 after Freddie Mercury. It was discovered in 1991, the year of his death, and yesterday, today, he would have turned 70 years old. But the weirdest part about this is, did you know that the Queen's guitarist named Brian May is also an astrophysicist? (laughs) Are you reading? Yeah. (laughs) But isn't that interesting? Yeah. He's the one that announced it. That's awesome. Did yeah. somebody send this to you, or are you just No, like, I just found it. Oh, nice. Well, let's be honest. It was trending on Facebook. <laughs> okay. All right. And so you can see it. Yeah. Uh, let's see where you can see it. We'll post a link. We'll post a link in the uh, in the show notes to, okay. to give you some more detail about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, listen to this real quick. Christy, do you know what the do you know what the sound that you just heard was? Um, if I look at the show notes, I can guess. <laughs> that Is... was the sound of uh, a two hundred million dollar satellite exploding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So on, I don't know why I'm laughing, but on September first, SpaceX was uh, doing. Uh, They're calling it a static fire anomaly, but basically they were going to do a static fire test where they fire the rocket, but it doesn't take off. 
to do some testing on it, and they were fueling it up for that test, and it exploded. They didn't even get to fire the rocket. It exploded, uh, destroying not only the launch facility, but the rocket itself and the payload, which was unfortunately a satellite that was uh, headed up to space to help give internet to a bunch of people in South Africa. So Mark Zuckerberg was involved in uh, that part of it, like the he was p- helping pay for the, Did he the shoot company that was oh. putting the satellite up there and was uh, expressed his disappointment on Twitter, but or on Facebook, I should say. <laughs> I don't know if Mark Zuckerberg has a Twitter. You so, don't think he tweets? That was disappointing. Oh, maybe because they're kind of direct con. They are. Yeah, they are competitors. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But the good news, the good news for this is, uh, unfortunately, although the payload was lost, the good news for you, Christy, and something that I know you will love is that but they were all private companies. This was not a NASA situation. Mm-hmm. So didn't cost you a dime. Didn't cost nice. the taxpayers a dime. Uh, and from what I've heard so far, it could be really bad because it, since it didn't happen during launch and since it didn't even happen during a, 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 a static test, it happened during fueling. There's a chance that it couldn't be covered by launch uh, insurance. So I'm from what I've read, it sounds like it's going to become an extensive court battle as they're trying to figure out who's going to pay for all this. Uh, there will be some pretty big setbacks. Obviously, I think there was another nine missions slated for SpaceX to put up into space uh, before the end of the year. And it's obviously going to delay those. Uh, the repairs to the actual launch facility in Cape Canaveral could take some time. Um, luckily, nobody was hurt. So that's good. That's but awesome. I will say this, and I'm going to I'm gonna post a link to this on in the show notes if you guys want to see it. So there's this thing called the launch uh, abort system. I think it's called, yeah, the launch abort system, I believe. And it, there's a crew capsule the that the capsule that is slated to sit on top of these rockets that SpaceX is putting together, that's actually going to get people up into space. And if anything goes wrong, this launch escape or this launch abort system fires and it shoots the, the crew capsule way off far away from the explosion and keeps everybody safe. It all happens automatically. I mean, there's some manual overrides that the people inside the crew capsule can do, but of course there's all sorts of backup redundant systems that would just automatically fire it. Somebody took a video of that actual um, escape system test firing and uh, superimposed it over the explosion of the SpaceX rocket. And so you can actually see that had there been crew, a crew on board this rocket when it was being fueled and exploded, uh, they would have survived had the uh, abort system oh, worked well, like it was supposed good. to. So there's a really cool GIF of it that I will post a link to in the show notes. Did um, you say GIF? I did say GIF. Oh, yeah. Well, that's something interesting. I'm tired of getting mocked and made fun of for saying GIF. So I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to change it to GIF. So, um, and I will say as well, I tweet all of this stuff at Rad Space News on Twitter. Um, two more. How quick many followers things. you have on that thing? Just cracked a hundred, <laughs> triple digits, Christina. How many of those triple are your mom digits. and yourself with fake accounts? None of them. Oh. None of them. None of your fake yeah. accounts follow. I don't have any fake accounts. You told me all of the accounts I have are real accounts. <laughs> you all just of the talked Twitter about today have that you real. have you have fake social media. I ha- they're real accounts. 
We were at yeah. dinner, and Katrina and Jeremy just right. started talking about all their fake accounts that they have. Well, they're not fake accounts. <laughs> I mean, they're real accounts. They're, like, they're real Twitter like, accounts. Right? Oh, they're my real... name's Felicia. It's like, my name's Greg. Oh, great. <laughs> Whatever it was. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this at a later <laughs> point. Two more quick pieces of space news, Christina. Some exciting Everyone stuff fell asleep. Up. Today they found... Make it be really exciting. Do you remember Filet? Filet the little the little tiny robot the size of a mini fridge that landed on the comet. Yes. We sent we sent the ESA sent us a, a Rosetta satellite up to a comet spent uh d- this small lander detached from it and actually landed on the comet but then it bounced and they lost it. Yes. Well, they found it today. They found it in a picture. They released pictures of it. They found it on the surface of the comet. Um unfortunately, the mission, the whole mission is about to come to an end, so it doesn't matter. They're not going to be able to talk to it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The The good news, I mean, besides the fact that it's just cool that they were able to pinpoint it and track it down and actually find it, the good news is is that it will help them verify what little scientific data they did get from the lander. Now that they've seen it and they can visually verify where it is, it'll help them interpret that data in a way that will help them learn even more about the comet and that kind of stuff. Okay. So that was awesome. Shout out to uh, Isa for finding that one. And then last but not least, Christina Wise, this is something pretty exciting that's coming up. This week on September 8th, there is going to be the OSIRIS-REx mission. And this is a NASA mission. The OSIRIS-REx mission will be launching, uh, if all goes as planned, from Cape Canaveral. This week, September 8th, it'll be launching. Um, This is going to be... This is going to be a, a sample return mis- mission to the asteroid Bennu. And so that means that we're actually sending, so that it's launching uh, this coming Thursday or is the 8th. Yeah, Thursday, September 8th. It's going to be launching. Uh, two years later, it's going to arrive at the asteroid Bennu, which may someday actually be an Earth impacting asteroid. We know for sure that it's going to get really close to us. And then uh, after a certain point, the projections as to when it might actually impact Earth become no longer accurate because there's too many variables. But there's if something's going to hit us that we can see right now, it's very likely going to be this. So we're sending something up there to the asteroid. They're actually going to send uh, – they're going to get this probe close enough to the surface of Bennu to hit – the surface with something they're going to scoop up i think about four pounds worth of material from the surface of the asteroid and then they're actually bringing it back to earth it's called a sample return mission so it will be back in 2023 (laughs) that just makes me back in seven years before the light rails finished (laughs) you know that makes me so angry So, uh, I'm, it, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be one of those things. Like, do you remember when the whole fillet thing happened when it landed on the moon or when it landed on the comet and it was a big thing in the news and it was all over, this is going to be one of those things. So it launches Thursday. Uh, I will put links to all of this in the show notes. And of course I'll tweet as much stuff as I can from at rad space news on Twitter. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And I will also add that my name and my daughter's name. Um, are on a little computer chip that's going to be on board, not just the uh, probe itself, but the capsule that's coming back to Earth. So. Thanks for adding me to that, by the way. Well, at the when I signed up, I don't think that you were, I don't think that you were in in my life quite in the same way that you are now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So that's our action-packed rad space news, Christina. Yeah. That's all I got, guys. We'll be back next week. Right? Right. With our new awesome format. And guys, now's your chance. Guys and gals. You're both welcome to call in. Basically, Amy. (laughs) (laughs) No, we'd love to hear from you. And tell us what you're nerding out about. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be a little thing. We'll include it in the show. We'll include it in our uh, little salad tossing session that we're (laughs) planning on having next week. And it'll be great. Hashtag toss our salad. If you have any if you questions want to tweet it. or thoughts about what you heard on today's show, we would love to hear them. Right? You can reach out to us. Nerdoutloudpod.com is Slash the toss our only salad. thing you have to remember. Nerdoutloudpod.com. You'll find show notes on there that talk about everything that we've talked about in the mm-hmm. show. You'll find links to all of our social media. You'll find our email address. Uh you can give us a call and leave us a voicemail. You can record a little message on your phone and email it to us. It's probably the best way to do it. But whatever works for you, we want to hear about how you feel about anything that we talked about and anything you'd like us to talk about or anything that you would like to talk about. So let us know, guys, what you're nerding out about. Yeah. Sounds good. Christina Wise. Do you have any last words? Never wait for cake and don't Google it. Fresca sucks. Hey. Let your nerd flag fly. Fresca really does suck. <laughs>